Hey icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. I'm so excited to share this two-part series with you. And so I hope you can kind of hang with me over these next couple of days and walk through the pandemic and me processing this verbally. I'm literally here processing in real time some of the things I've learned, some of the things I haven't done well. And I want to end with a call to action on part two. So stay tuned for that. So this podcast, this part one is really about the learnings, the honesty, the hard parts of this season in all of our lives, but talking about me. And I do believe I'm not alone. I am learning the more I speak openly about my experience that a lot of other women have had this experience, specifically moms, and that not all of us handled this well, but it's not too late to turn around the story. So there was a question maybe two months ago. I was sitting in the backyard, sipping my coffee, listening to church. And part two, we'll start with this same same preface. I... I get a lot from listening to to church every Sunday. And I was listening and there was a question asked and it it literally made my heart skip a beat. It like it stunned me in in a good way, but it it also made me in the moment really become reflective and a little bit nervous if I'm being honest. So the question was this. In 20 years from now, you're sitting around your table. Maybe it's Thanksgiving dinner. Maybe it's a birthday, an anniversary. It doesn't matter. It's a a family get together. Your kids are grown. You're a little bit older, a little wiser. And one of your children say to you, mom, dad, what was it like during the pandemic for you? Like what, what was it like? What do you remember? Because maybe they will be too young to remember, or maybe they'll just want to hear that story through your eyes through your mind because they have their own version. And, and it really like, literally my heart skipped a beat as I thought, wow, imagine first of all, if we had led this whole experience with that question in mind, imagine if someone asked us that question, as soon as we heard about it and said, mama, dad, remember in 20 years from now, your kids will ask you, how did you handle it? What was it like? So remember, as you walk this experience to be sure that you'll be proud and honest and real, not always proud, but, but feel really good about the type of response you'll be able to give them. Can you imagine if someone had like dropped that in at the very beginning? It would have been so much different for so many people, I think, because I think we would have led it a little differently. Maybe we would have been a little quieter in our fear. Maybe we would have dimmed the news. I don't know, but I do know there's a lot of people who have been so consumed with COVID-19 and this pandemic that has literally taken over their family. So I thought about this question and I thought about how would I be able to respond? Now, I have done this 
also through co-parenting. And I don't feel like this is the platform to talk about that just yet. I'll just say it's been one of the most difficult times between me and my ex-husband with co-parenting and parenting our kids. It really has. And it's not a negative thing. It's just been very difficult to navigate because we have had very different ways of handling this and different views. And that's going to happen, not just in, you know, marriages that have broken up, but maybe for you, that's with a sister or brother or a parent. It's really been an interesting time. And also at sometimes very, very difficult, very difficult because a lot of people are emotionally charged right now. I thought about that question and I thought, I'm not thinking of anybody else. I'm thinking just of me. I'm, I'm sitting there and my, one of my children asked me, what would I be able to say? Start the car. Do you remember that Ikea commercial where the lady felt like she underpaid for high value and ran to the car, got in the car and herself out of the parking lot is one of my favorite commercials ever. And that is truly how people are feeling by using my free 14 day launch strategy that's available on my website. Just go to jenspiegel.com, J-E-N-S-Z-Z, whatever one you want, (laughs) P-I-G-I-E-L. So that's J-E-N-S-Z-R-Z-P-I-G-I-E-L.com. Go there and download it. And here are some real life results from people who have been using this across all spectrums of online entrepreneurship. We've got Allison, who is a network marketer, had never done an online network marketing business before. She utilized this strategy to really help elevate her success while getting the news out there that she had aligned with this new brand. She launched with 31 people globally on her Zoom launch, which resulted in massive sales and new business partnerships. Then we have Susan who launched a new podcast and really didn't know how to do that online and generate the excitement and the promotion of this new podcast. She utilized the strategy and within 24 hours hit new and noteworthy in both categories where her podcast sit. Then we have coaches and too many to name, to be honest with you, who have utilized this strategy for their different programs or services or initiatives that they're bringing out there. And it has resulted in no less than five figures and up to six figure launches, friends. It is story after story after story of people having success with this. And I want it for you. I should mention too, those of you in e-commerce just had a brand new e-commerce business use this strategy. Who They found it on my website and utilized it. And they contacted me and said, without a doubt, the success of our launch was following your 14-day launch strategy. You took all the guesswork out of what to post and how often to post and how to really generate excitement, momentum around our new brand. We're so excited. We can't wait to shout it from the rooftops. So I am proud, honored, and privileged to be a part of launches. It is the most exciting time in people's lives and businesses. And I've been launching businesses for over 15 years thousands of businesses. Okay. So it has come from massive experience learning the do's and the don'ts. And I've wrapped it all up in a pretty bow with a freebie for you. So go head over to the website, download it, and make sure to tag me on your next launch because friends, I am all about locking arms and cheering each other on. And so I wanted to start part one with what I would respond to my children 20 years from now about the things I've done well and the things that I haven't done well in hopes that 
maybe you can reflect on this question yourself, but also if you're in a state that you think, oh man, I wouldn't want to answer that question. I'm not really proud of how I've handled this, that you realize it's not too late to change the story. It's not too late to start pouring in love and eliminating the fear within you or your home. It's not too late. And you can talk about, you know, the fact that maybe the first little while it wasn't great. You didn't handle it well. You were highly stressed and short tempered. Maybe that's your story, but it doesn't have to end that way. So that's why I wanted to bring this up today to challenge maybe some of you who need to just like snap out of it. Get out of your funk. Remember, you have eyeballs watching you. Remember, you have an obligation to those children to teach them how to overcome hard things. And it's not about perfection. It's not about doing it where, you know, you don't have a bad day or a bad moment. As a matter of fact, showing them the hard times and how you've overcome those and how you work through them is some of the best lessons, the best teachings you can give them. So here's what I would say to my kids 20 years from now. I would say this. I would say... I really didn't buy into it for the longest time. When the lockdown happened, I wasn't fearful. I was curious. People's response made me a little uneasy. Like the whole toilet paper thing was puzzling. And I actually found some comic relief through that. But at the same time, there was an undertone of worry. Well, should I be doing this? Should I be stocking up? Should I be getting water? Like what is even happening? And even a moment where I felt like I was in a science fiction movie. Like this is like something you would watch on the big screen. And so navigating through that, we as a family decided to not focus on it, but to focus on what opportunities we have in that moment. And it was also a season where my business was exploding. I had no hesitation in terms of how I could serve and show up. I felt like I had prepared for a moment such as this, where I knew I could help other women navigate and really remember to look after themselves, to remember to be graceful with themselves and forgiving of themselves. So I felt prepared for this moment. And I I really led that through into our family. I really decided, my husband and I decided early on to not turn the news on, to not pay attention to what was going on outside of our home because we really didn't have any control over that. The only thing we could do is keep ourselves safe, follow the rules, stay home, and really look at this as an opportunity to bond as a family. And that's what we did. Now, I'll tell you, it was one of the best moments in my marriage. And I know that that's not everybody's experience listening in. And I want you to know, I feel for you as someone who has had a marriage that didn't work out. It is really hard ground to work through. It is. It's, it's a hard season, friends. And I honor what you're going through. And, you know, if you ever need a friend, I'm here because I know what that can feel like. It can feel very lonely. It can feel very scary. And I just want to give you hope that through the messy comes beautiful. And for some of us, like myself, this was a moment where I really deepened my relationship and I did it through a lot of work on myself. I really leaned into spending extra time learning about me. I I went into more work with my breath coach. I went into more work with my coaches that I have about the insides of me. It felt like a great opportunity because there wasn't much distraction. 
sports were gone. All the things we're running around and being busy, busy, busy with was gone. And so it really created space for the things that were important. And I deepened a relationship with my husband that's so important to a family. And I am grateful for that experience. But it was done through a lot of conversation, a lot of time spent, coffees and wine o'clock at night and, you know, just a lot of learning of each other. So those are things that went really well. We didn't live in fear. I didn't worry about us getting sick or that sort of thing. And that felt like a very big blessing. It was also a choice. I chose not to go down the road of worry and hysteria and all of those things because I knew as long as we stayed safe and stayed home and looked after each other, that that was the best medicine, the best care. That was the best vaccination we could have. And that's what we did. And I also learned how much I love and appreciate and need in my day, the sound of my kids laughing. I have always enjoyed the sound of children's laughter, but I don't think I've ever really absorbed it and felt it and desired it as much as I have until now. I crave it. They laugh. They've bonded. They play. They make believe. They are free to be little human beings. And it has been so beautiful to witness. I have literally watched children be children. And I read a book through COVID. Friends, if you've not read this book, there could not be a better time. The Conscious Parent or The Awakened Family, either or, both great books. And it was like the perfect book for the perfect time to really allow me to see my kids through different eyes, to release the sense of control over their lives. Like, oh, they got to get good grades and I got to make sure they're this and I got to make sure they're sports and I got to da, 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 and you know, making sure they're happy. And I realized in that control that I had as a parent of trying to make sure they're happy, that I was actually stifling their happiness. I was putting a lid on their joy because I was trying to control it so much. And it wasn't that I was being a bad mom. Most of us would look at that in the moment and think how great of a mom I'm being. Like, look at me putting them in all the sports and making sure they have all the opportunities in the world and yada, 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 yada. But I I realized through this whole thing that I need to release control. I need to stop trying to make sure everything is perfect for them and just let them be their own spiritual beings. And that has been one of the biggest blessings of this pandemic for our family, for me, especially as a mom. Now, I can't say all of this without owning some of the not good because there has. There's been some parts that have been not my best choices and nothing really like crazy. So don't get me wrong, but things that I think have allowed me to learn about myself in the ways that maybe I don't want to always see. First things first, I am most definitely an emotional eater. Okay. That is a for sure thing. (laughs) And I did do a podcast episode earlier. You can go back to it called I'm not thin enough, where I've had this belief that I have to have this perfect body in order to have the success that I really desire. And that still is something that's in me. Okay. So that is still something that is a work in progress. I would say daily. 
Um, So that is definitely something I still work on. But there was this sense through the pandemic, I think you can relate to this, where the light was really shining on the ways we were doing well, but there was like this really big spotlight beam of light on the ways that we may need to improve (laughs) or the things that we have been tucking away or casting a shadow over and not paying attention to. Like I felt like everything just kind of came to light through this for me as a person and that That was definitely my eating through emotion. And it was this whole journey of really figuring it out and figuring out why do I do that? Like that's my go-to if I'm stressed, if I'm overwhelmed, if I'm celebrating anything to do with any kind of emotion, I attach food to it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a binge eater. I am very healthy, truthfully, but it all happens like after eight o'clock PM. (laughs) Okay. Can we just give an amen, a holla to all the 8 p.m. midnight snackers? Okay, so I know there's a group of us. We have, we don't talk about it. We don't really own it, but it's there. They are the midnight marauders. Okay, so we know who we are. (laughs) And 8 p.m. comes And 8 p.m. totally deserves a glass of crisp white wine. And of course, we must have a good cheese and some crackers with that. Like, who's kidding who? This is like a really long summer vacation. Of course, we need to do this on a regular basis. This is amazing. We're sitting out and we're listening to the sounds of summer, the warm summer nights. I'm talking with my husband. I'm snacking. I'm doing the things until I wake up the next morning and go, Why'd you do that, Jen? Why the second glass of wine? Why so much cheese? You're not feeling well. You're groggy. You're not living truthfully to who you are, really having the energy that you need. Oh, you snapped at the kids a little bit today. Why is that? Because you stayed up a little bit too late. Oh, yes, that that we don't want to talk about. Well, this was really brought to the center for me. And it's interesting because I don't drink to get drunk. Like, I don't like the buzz. I really love wine. Like, I do. I have a very deep appreciation for a good wine. Okay, so that's like my love language, a good glass of wine and good conversation. You have got me at hello. We're best friends forever. Like that's just going to be, that's just my thing. That's definitely my love language, but I've realized how habitual that has become for me. And so I had to think about it. I had to think about why is it that I associate a relaxing evening with food and a glass of wine? Like what is it that makes me feel that way? Well, I'm sure that the alcohol numbs me a little bit from the stresses, the worries, the will the kids go back to school? Will they not go to back to school? Like, oh my gosh, that decision in itself, every parent out there, this has been so stressful. Do we have a crystal ball? Do we know what the right decision is? Any of us? No, we're making the right decision. What we think is right for our families. I honor all decisions. I am still a fish out of water. I flip-flop every five seconds. I do not have this figured out. I feel like I just want somebody to tell me what to do. Anybody can get an amen for that. Like, is there anybody else out there who's like, just tell me what the right decision is? (laughs) Can there like just be a psychic or a voice from the heavens above come down and say, send your kids to school. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Or keep your kids home. Okay, got it. I just feel like I need to be told because this feels so uncertain. So in those uncertainties, in those emotions, of course, a glass of wine makes me go, and I calm myself down. I feel better. And of course, the snacking is my way of sort of eating my emotions. 
And I never saw this about myself quite as clearly. Did I know it was there? Yes. But the habit was accentuated through the pandemic. And I gained the COVID-19. Like, that's a real thing, too. (laughs) You know, I don't mean to make light of this, but... I mean, honestly, friends, there is a little more fluff around the edges over here because of that habit I got into. And I don't necessarily regret it because there was great conversations and just savoring warm nights. There's so many good things. I've just learned that I don't want to lean in on those things in order to have that sense of peace and quiet and rest. And so those are those habits that I know I needed to learn about myself in order to up level. Those are the things I have to own and talk about and admit to in order to become better. Because in becoming iconic, the whole thing is about doing better every single day to become a better version of yourself. And if I am not owning the parts that are slipping, because let's be honest, there's going to be a part most days that slips a little bit. But the whole thing is not perfection. It's that we recognize, we understand or try to understand why it is we do the things we do and that we make a change, that we attempt to shift away from what isn't serving us to the things that are serving us. My eating habits were not the best. And I realized so many things about me and that feeling of going to the snacks as soon as I felt pressure or worry or stress and also to celebrate. And I, I really love, I really do love and appreciate that I had that, that awakening. It has allowed me to really decide every single time now, do I really want this or am I doing this out of habitual behavior and will I feel good about my choice tomorrow morning? Not about in the moment, because of course, in the moment, it's like, yes, yes, you're going to feel better with that wine. Of course you are. Who's kidding who? The truth is, who's kidding who? It's true. But how about tomorrow morning? How about that version that wakes up and wants to be better than I am today? Will she be happy about this choice? And that has made such a big difference for me. Oh my gosh, such a big difference for me. I also have had a really difficult time parenting teenagers through the pandemic and doing it as a co-parent. And I'm not going to get into that because I don't think it's the right thing on this platform, but I do want just for you to know if you are in a situation of parenting through COVID, that's difficult. It has been this incredible season of unknown and it probably most likely has led to heated discussions if you have different views or maybe you both see things the same way. That is my prayer. And if it is, that's amazing. My husband and I, we see things the same way. So it's probably why we bonded so deeply and strong through this whole thing because we've just felt so connected. But that hasn't necessarily been my experience with my ex-husband. And it's not right or wrong. It's just very different ways of dealing with things. I just want you as parents to give yourself some grace and to always think of your intention. What is your intention through this discussion or through this decision? If the intention is always the kid's happiness, well-being, safety, then it is the right intention. And I think that also I've learned that, you know, by really allowing my younger kids to play and seeing my older kids play as well. It's also taught me that 
I don't always have the right choices or decisions for my kids because I'm basing it out of fear. I'm basing it out of my desire and need to have them close or protecting them. And this has really helped me to realize that sometimes my intentions, as much as I think they're good, they're not serving. It's really opened my eyes to letting them spread their wings a little bit more, to also realizing that sometimes we're not meant to understand other people, to sit around and try to understand someone's point of view or try to make sense of how somebody else sees this or their opinion. Sometimes it's just none of our business and it's never going to make sense. And so we need to learn to release. We need to find the peacefulness in the release of realizing like, it's not up to me to figure out. I do me. And I'm going to go back to that question. What will I want to say to my kids 20 years from now? when they ask me, what was it like? How did we handle it? Because I want to be able to look at their precious faces 20 years from now and say, we did a bang up job as a family. We really connected. We learned to play again. We learned about simplicity. We learned about the the joy of laughter. We learned about being creative. I, as a parent, learned that I can't control you all the time and make your life right. That part of your journey and your growth is to just be kids. And that was such a sense of relief for me. I also learned that I love cooking. I also learned that I love being home. I also learned how much I love my husband, how much I appreciate our connection and the fact that we see things in a similar way. I don't know if I've always appreciated that as fully as I do now, but I also learned that I can really quickly slip down some bad habits and slippery slopes. I can really become an emotional eater if I don't pay attention and that I also can often make decisions in my present or past self and I've learned to make decisions as the future version of myself to always ask myself the Jen tomorrow, the Jen five years from now, would she be making this choice and decision right now? And that has been one of the most empowering lessons I have ever learned as a woman, as a mom, as an individual. And that to me has given me the fuel, the excitement for the future in such a different way because I have really grounded myself through not doing everything well, but through being curious, really inward, like digging into who am I? I I leaned into more therapy, more reading, more journaling, more asking, more questions than I ever had before. Because I alleviated so much distraction, I, sh- I really realized how many things are unnecessary. And I also learned how much I love my life, that I love my work, that I love building community, and that I love being home and being a mom and a wife, and that I love the fact that I can do all of that together and that no pandemic was able to take that away from me, that I had built something in the past without knowing that this was going to happen in the future. And I had never been more grateful, really, truly grateful than in this moment, than in that moment. That's the way I get to answer. And that's the way I would have wanted to answer. And so I want to leave you part one of this pandemic conversation with that. Your kids 20 years from now ask you that question. How will you respond 
Have you done the soul searching, the digging in, the understanding? Have you really leaned into love and family and connection and bonding and building relationships? Or have you been distracted, fear-based, worried, stressed, really focusing on the lack? Change the story then. Change it. You can right this very second. You can change the trajectory of this whole experience. You are not a victim of the circumstances, no matter how hard this may be. And it has been hard for me, maybe in different ways. I didn't lose a job. I haven't worried about paying the bills, but I have had hard in certain areas in my life, like hard guys, like tears, sobs, sleepless nights. It's happened over here in maybe different ways than you have, but that doesn't excuse us from being intentional and focused on what we can do, on the things we can enjoy and the way we want to be an example to those precious faces that are watching us and to the partners in our lives that we have finally, like, can we all just be so grateful that we finally had a moment to rest, that we had a moment to just be with our spouse, whether we liked them the whole time or not, it's okay. That's life, that's relationship. But I hope you found a deeper connection. I hope you had more conversation than you ever have. I hope you got to know each other better and in a more loving, committed way. It's not supposed to be perfect. It's not that we are supposed to have this all figured out. It's that we're doing our best each and every day. Please come back to part two. I have a really gorgeous question. Another one came from church that I want to sort of finish this conversation off with. I think it's really important to sit here today and analyze how we've been, how we can do better, and what we've really seen in ourselves over the last six months. And then we're going to shift. And I can't wait to do that with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how grateful I am. My heart is here to serve and build a beautiful community. And in that, I do want to mention something that's very important and exciting. I have a new freebie over at the website. Okay, so our website is jenspiegel.com. Shoot over there, pick up your new freebie. It is a 14-day launch strategy. This launch strategy has been used by hundreds of people. And I'll let you know a hundred times over over, it has been uber successful because it is very succinct, concrete, and systematic on how to get out your new program, your new podcast. Maybe you're launching a new business. It does not matter what it is. Any launch needs a strategy. And so I am giving this to you for free. Shoot over to the website, download it. I promise you it will make the world of difference in terms of sales, promotion, engagement, excitement over that next launch you have. I'm so excited to gift it to you because I only only ever gave this to my VIP clients, but I knew it was just another way I could give back to this beautiful community we're building. So let me know what you think of it. Please, if you feel so inclined, leave a review today, shoot me off a message in the DM, share the podcast. It is the best way to continue building this community of beautiful people. And I just want to wish you a great day. But in fact, icons, why don't we go make it a great day? Mwah.